three, two, one, go. Hi, friends. Welcome to The Catch Up, a podcast where I meet and explore the thoughts of cool-ass people. If you're new to the podcast, take five minutes out of your day. Just five minutes. Write a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. All right? Thanks. Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Catch Up Episode Three. Today I have a special guest, Doctor. He's a Umbuana. Um, we're here at uh, Red Zone Fitness, where he practices his physical therapy. And um, introduce yourself. You already introduced me. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm Dr. Giza. Um, I'm a physical therapist. I've been uh, in practice for about 12 years. And I originally started out in outpatient physical therapy at a big um, physician-owned practice. And then after about six and a half years of that, I decided to start my own practice. So I have an out-of-network physical therapy practice. Um, up in uh, Gaithersburg now, and I work with uh, coaches and trainers um, specifically, and then kind of combining performance and rehab simultaneously. So it's been a really good fit for me to be in this space, which is a little bit non-traditional. So it's uh, more of a more of a private studio gym rather than a traditional clinic where you have your hot packs and ultrasound and all that. This is more of there's barbells and dumbbells and kettlebells and oh my <laughs> uh yeah definitely for today i really want to get into like how we just like met and how like how organic you are like, you were telling me prior to recording how you really want to be less of a seller yeah. in terms of your practice versus um just hey i have the secret <laughs> give me four hundred dollars <laughs> I'll fix you. Yeah, that kind of shady stuff. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long it's been a long journey starting your own practice. Nothing's easy. I'm sure you can appreciate that. Um, Definitely. There's there's I think one of the reasons we do what we do is um, the independence that comes with that, the autonomy that comes with that. Um, so I vividly remember when I decided to start my own practice. Um, so prior to that, I just want to do a little bit of. Uh, reconnaissance so I uh, reached out to a couple of providers in the area and kind of asked them if they would be willing to you know grab a coffee with me and chat and you know kind of school me with some some stuff some pitfalls to look out for and uh, I was uh, very disappointed when uh, not one not two not three but all four uh, told me that they charge for their time and for me to shell out 200 300 400 dollars an hour for their time it was just not something that uh one i didn't have the money right two <laughs> two i didn't know who they were so i didn't know their i didn't know their reputation i didn't yeah. know who they were but i was just i was really disappointed because i looked at them as colleagues who were doing something big who were doing something you know monumentous and uh for them to kind of turn around and, and throw that robot my way was really um, disappointing. However, um, it led to uh, a lot of uh, 
self self learning and self discovery. Self discovery, and, <laughs> and uh, I mean, not to say that there was nobody that assisted me, but it was just really difficult. My journey is a little different than most um, because most of it was really on the job training. There was no parachute. I didn't, I didn't have like a part time gig where I was working somewhere else and doing my thing. I just went cold turkey. Put all in. Just put it all in. I. There's no parachute. I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane <laughs> with no parachute. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do. Um, and that was it. So I, I, but, you know, I, I didn't look at those um, experiences as, it took me a while to kind of look at those experiences as positives because it really did help me open my eyes to learning that um, that's not the way I want to do things. So right. when it came down to meeting and, collaborating with other people I tend to be a little bit more um, transparent and open and, and willing to learn and um, so it's been a really fun journey to see that uh, process kind of uh, come full circle and so now I get to meet people like you Brian I get to meet you know clinicians and coaches who who look to you know come hang out with me to learn what I'm doing and and how my process is different and so it's kind of a it's been very, um, it's been very good. It's been a really good experience to see how much, just by giving yourself and opening your, opening your time and being available to other people, how much more um, productive and how much more success that brings your way rather than being so guarded. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, definitely. I just want to put in context, like, I, I, I'll t- I don't know if I really actually told you the way I found you too. I. You didn't tell me. I did. I did it. Okay. I just got a. I just got a. I. I, I had. A, I remember. I just got a DM from you, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was it. I think it was like on a random Sunday. I think I was watching football, but at the same time, I was trying to build my own uh, personal training clientele. But then I needed. I always got a lot of injuries from my clients saying like something hurts, something hurts. But I had no clue about that. Like me as a powerlifter. All I know is how to get stronger, and then I know in getting stronger, I got hurt every now and then, or I got really sore that prevented <laughs> me from getting stronger. But then, me being 25 years old, I think I'm just young. But then I also have clients who are 50 years old, 27, and they're all in that range of people getting hurt. Yeah. Um, I I think I literally just typed in. I think I just typed in. Um, either physical therapy or physical therapy would make sense but it was either like bodybuilding or powerlifting or injuries something like that uh-huh. and on instagram on as a hashtag and then i found like local uh pages there's like a, a section for that and i saw one of your videos and uh it just it just like really resonated with me like it was just simple music it didn't really go really in depth on how to do things so it wasn't like really trying to give you everything, like tell you like all your whole secret, even though it's a simple movement, but it just, it got me. And then I looked at your entire page and I just saw like the collection of work that you were doing. So then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot this guy idea. I'm like, hey, do you wanna like shoot, shoot the shit, really? And just yeah. like, hey, just talk about how did you do your things? Or how, well, how do you know the things you know? And, uh, I definitely want to like recollect our first encounter because that's that's another thing that I always want. I will always remember that I came in here and I felt like I asked like the dumbest questions. I felt or I don't. I didn't think so. But hey, that's your that's 
That's on you. I didn't, yeah. I didn't put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think um, I think one of the big, one of the, the funniest things that happens uh, when I do meet people is that, um, believe it or not, I end up learning a lot more right. from from those encounters. And I end up, t- I feel like, um, I feel very, I, it's very, it's a very selfish thing because I, I feel like I take away a lot more yeah. than, than I'm able to provide because I'm like, you know, I'm just a, you know, just a physical therapist who <laughs> just kind of hangs out in the, in a studio gym and he yeah. just does his own videos and he just shoots these videos. Um, for people to find that stuff interesting, for people to find that, um, that what I'm doing is fascinating or what my process is, is fascinating. It's it's still very uh, it's it's humbling, but it's also still very strange to me because um, there's no there's no formal training with that. It right. was just you know I think it's just if you are passionate about something and you have you know uh, a, a deep dedication to it, I think your personality is going to kind of come through with that. And if you're right, a genuine right. person and and if you genuinely care about what you're doing, I think that comes through as well. But I never. It's it's always very strange whenever I meet people um, who want to meet me. <laughs> I like, uh, like I'm just okay. a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a regular old PT guy who just talks a lot of rehab and he, he has a lot of passion for that. So I it's it's very humbling and I I do remember um, when we first met was we we almost did like a. It was almost like an impromptu like session as well, right? Like we talked about like biomechanics and yeah. we talked about like all this stuff. But but I think I think what I remember the most, or my takeaway from that first encounter, was just um, just how astute you are from a business standpoint, but also how astute you are from you know a student standpoint. I think that we should all we should all always be students right. and always be in that mindset that. At any given moment, you can learn something, and you don't know it all. Exactly. And I think that um, when you have that kind of attitude and that mentality, when you bring that to your business, I think your business flourishes because then you're never stagnant because you never just stick to what you know. Right. Because if you do that, you're basically closing off any other opportunities to learn something new. And um, I think that was my biggest takeaway from from our encounter initially was. How uh, how motivated, but also how much of a student you were when it when it comes to um, prefer, you know, personal and professional development as it relates to 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 your craft. And so um, I don't know. I, like I said, I always take away a lot more. <laughs> you showed me a whole bunch of stuff, and I learned a whole bunch of new techniques and and and, um, and tools that I can incorporate in my. In my videos, so now they're a little bit more entertaining. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm taking the entertainment level to the next. <laughs> I think yeah, that was it. That's how you got your clients. Like, just take the That's entertainment. Right. Like, oh, right. to the next level, just that a little bit more entertainment value to the next level. So, so hey, I like watching this. It's informative and it's I'm learning. That's exactly. exactly what I'm looking for. That's why. I, that's why I changed it up a little bit. So I used to. A lot of my videos used to have. Uh, so believe it or not, when I first started, I didn't have any audio. There was no audio to okay. my videos. I can believe that. And then, I believe that. Then, I, then I went to the next phase where I included audio. And then now I just kind of sometimes I'll include audio and sometimes right. I won't. I think it depends on, on your content, on the content, but also sometimes you just want just 
for people to just kind of look at the video and look at the movement and not be distracted by by anything else. Right, I understand um, that. And then sometimes, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of nice to have a beat behind it because you know, I think you'll you'll have to kind of play around with that because you know social media is just that it's it's ever evolving and right. I think the hardest thing with social media is kind of staying on top of what the trends are, yeah. what's 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 happening right now, and I think that. Um, you know, certainly audio is important, but I feel like just being genuine and putting out um, content as as organic as you can uh, tends to be uh, a lot more of a favorable thing. It's a lot more. That's what's in right now. Right. Before it used to be like this highly product, you know, high production, and you know, you had to, you know, you had to get your your font on point. <laughs> you had to get. <laughs> Yeah, to get those visuals and those intros on point, right? And um, you know that kind of slowly faded away, and then now you're getting a lot more um, organic content where people are, you know, talking in, in a in a in a setting like this or talking to the camera to the masses, and right. you know they're they're not in their three piece suits anymore. <laughs> they're just you know hanging out it's at their lounging. It's casual. It tends to be a lot more organic, and it tends to get people more interested in, in learning more about what they're what they're up to. The biggest thing that I, I really want to like, I think it would help both of us is like the, being the, just being so genuine. And I feel like um, in promoting like what I really want to promote in terms of myself and in terms of like what I'm doing with the videos is it's not meant, I, I keep saying mental health, but it's mindfulness. Just mm-hmm. being aware of what you're doing and what's going on around you and just trying to set yourself up for the for success. Yeah. For limiting distractions so there's nothing else but success. Yeah. Path. Well, I think it's hard and I think that's the hardest thing, you know, it's a you know, social media is a double edged sword like that because sometimes it will have you thinking that um, you're not successful, that right. you're not doing what you need to be doing. And I think the fallacy is that we tend to base our failures on others' success, right? Does yeah. that make sense? So like we look at like, oh man, they got X number of views or they're doing this content, I must suck. Right. But that's, that's it's very- It's um, perspective. It's very, it's very important. Yeah, I feel like it's very important that um, anyone who's getting into this, in, into social media and content building, realize that yes, there are going to be other people who are doing things that are different and doing it better but it doesn't indicate or it doesn't mean that you are failing. Right. It means that your process is different. Yeah. And I think the more you can differentiate your process, the better. Right. The more you can create these different, you know, sub tiers in your in your practice model and your business model, the better. But I think we tend to only fixate on very minute, very the we tend to get we tend to get in the weeds when it comes to measuring measuring other success and our failure, right? And that's kind of a, it's a tough it's a tough lesson to learn, and it's a tough thing, especially with social media. You you want to be liked, yeah. You want to be <laughs> liked. Definitely be liked. You want that double tap, <laughs> yeah, or the everybody, thumbs up. Everybody wants to be liked, but um, I think sometimes when you don't get the feedback, the intended feedback that you had, especially when you're like, man, this one is gonna get them. This, yeah, this one's gonna be fire. Because you always and, had the perspective like this is yeah, the best content. This is, the best this content. is gonna change the world. Yeah. But then you get like no one watching. Yeah, <laughs> like, no ah, one watching. Like, I, ah. I, I thought this would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, I, of course, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm always going to blame the uh, uh, the algorithm. You know? The algorithm's <laughs> fault. Yeah. I, I'm going to find another medium yeah. to yeah. put my content yeah, out. Yeah, it's the algorithm. They keep, they keep changing them up and screwing us up. So, But, yeah, I mean, I think we all have an obligation to be um, – you know, open-minded and be welcoming when people are interested in what we do, uh, because it, I look at it as a compliment. Because yeah. it's, it is, I mean, it wasn't like I just put stuff up online. It was deliberate. Right. I put you put stuff online for recognition. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, it's it's really humbling though when people actually like recognize it, and then not only do they recognize it, but they want to also appreciate or understand your process as right. well. So I think it's really like that gratitude that I feel like I really just um, related with you that I could see that you were going more for depth in terms of trying to reach people versus just getting a wide audience yeah. with like flashy, sparkling fireworks in the background. Look at me. That kind Look of stuff. at me. Yeah. That flashy go get them stuff. I know. I have a, that's, I always get, um. I always get dinged on that. A lot of my colleagues are always like, yeah, you should do more of that. And flash. I'm like, but for me, that's just not my personality. Right. I'm very low key. I'm very laid back. I think that's another thing because your, your content reflected you. Yeah. Like, I, I hope so. Really tell, but yeah, it, it actually does. Like, I now hope when I think so. about it, because like, like you said, like sometimes you don't want to put audio, but then sometimes you can get like, for me speaking to you for this past year, Sometimes I can get, like if I if I wasn't super interested in what you were talking about, it, it could sound really dry and bland because you're you're very like scientific. Yeah, you're really about um the results, the studies, and whatnot. Yeah, and then like me on the other hand, I'm very like emotional, not in terms of like a soap opera, but like I'm, <laughs> I'm really up and down. Yeah. If you catch me on like a joke, all right, I'm good. Just keep rolling with it. Yeah. But then if you catch me in like in a long lull of statistics and I'm like are we done yet? Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Can, yeah. can I like start running yeah. or do jumping yeah. jacks? Exactly. Like five jumping jacks I'll right back. And I think that I mean and I think that's um, that is something that I one of the reasons why I appreciate um, working with such a diverse group of people is that um, yes I am very scientific and yes a lot of my uh, mo- I mean I would say all of my content is it, there's a there's purpose to it and there's rationale to it. It's not just like just throwing up a bunch of stuff and hoping something sticks. But I also I also appreciate that um, not everyone has to speak my language to appreciate my content, right? And that's partly why I don't put a lot of, I don't talk on my videos, I don't, yeah. Um, one, because it's hit or miss, right? Some people are gonna really dig it, Yeah. Um, you know, if you are a physical therapist, you're probably going to be more interested in what I have to say about a particular movement right. because I'm probably going to be speaking your language. Mm-hmm. However, the videos, the audience or, tar- or the target audience is not all the physical therapists. It's people in my community. Right. You know, people it's who need people the help. who need the, the assist. And, Assistance. And, and for me, that's partly why I don't talk as much on the videos. Yeah. Um, I try to do even with the even with the with the, with the text. I also try, I try really hard to keep it as minimal as I can. Yeah. Um, because it's just like one. I feel like if you do too much, then you're wasting a lot of time because it's a very short amount of 
the, the attention span is so yes. quick. I'll, I think I read something, a study, like right. the common um, like attention you, have, you can get on social media on your post is about five seconds. Yeah. And they're relating it to a goldfish, which has six seconds. Yeah. Attention. I was like, wow. Yeah. But imagine, I mean, like, I, I see, I mean, there are a lot of posts that are, have really good content, mm-hmm. but it's just, like, it sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's overwhelming. If I've got to scroll, if we've got to scroll and and scroll down, to, you know, two or three times on, on an Instagram post, that's, I mean, to me, as... If I put myself in a patient's position or put myself in a potential client's position, yeah, I feel like one, a lot of the verbiage is over my head or could potentially be over my head. Okay. But also like by the time I read or by the time I get to the bottom of that, I've already forgotten the top. Right. I understand. So that. but but then but then also like you said, you know, the average time spent on an I an IG post is, you know, five seconds, yeah. maybe at less most. at most. And so but think about how long it takes you to type something up like that. Yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a long I, time. I, I do that too. Yeah, thirty minutes, forty minutes, sometimes, you know, and for five seconds, of yeah, bursting through it's you don't get it, like see you. It I feel like I could I can find other things to I can find other ways to use that time to maximize my efficiency. That's why I don't do a lot of I don't I don't add a lot of text and I also don't do a lot of talking on the vids. Okay. Um, because everyone's different too. Everyone responds to that stuff differently. Some people are visual learners. Some people are auditory. Some people are um, you know, just straight up verbal. Yeah. But I feel like movements. When you show people movements, it's really interpretation, right? Right. And everyone has a different interpretation because everyone comes in at a different point. Right? Yeah. And and so it's not my job to legislate what you should be feeling. Because that's going to change from person to person. Right. For someone like me, if I'm having a good day or bad day, right. it could depend how I feel on that movement. Correct. Whether I have that motion or not. Correct. And if I always put in those videos, like, you should feel this, and you should feel this, and, yeah. you should th- and if you don't feel that, then it's going to drive wrong. you even more crazy. Because <laughs> you're like, there's something wrong with me. Am I broken? Right. I don't know. Right. Exactly. So that's why I don't add a lot of um, extra stuff, content. extra yeah. content. Because it's really... We all have an opportunity to feel something unique, right? And we all have an opportunity to feel something that's very specific to us and our makeup. Okay. And it's it's my job as a physical therapist to interpret that information, right? How gotcha. are they feeling about these movements? Are they do they have positive feelings about this? Do they have negative feelings about this, or is it in between? Yeah. Because that's really at the heart of a lot of why people come see me, right? Like most of the time, I don't I. It's very rare I get a patient that comes in and says, "Hey, I'm trying to be proactive and reduce my rates of injury to my shoulder. So I, you know, I'd love to pay for your services yeah. and figure out what I need to do so I can stay healthy and continue doing what I'm doing." That's very rare. So, well, speaking on that, that's I, my goal, though. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about something here. So I find sure. I have a theory with with these videos that I'm making. Um, now that I'm, I'm I'm marketing them on YouTube and um, Facebook. Okay. So this is the point where I feel like as as a teacher, as a teacher, as a physical therapist, as a coach, as someone who teaches something or mm-hmm. tries to train someone to do something, this is the format where you speak with a personality. Because I'm, I'm sure you, you found this, like me as a personal trainer, 
that you're not only teaching them how to do a certain movement or teaching them how to get stronger, teaching them how to get fitter. Um, they also, you're, you have a personality. Yeah. Like someone may choose you over me because they don't like a lot of talking. Yeah. Sometimes I can talk a lot, or sometimes I can talk about dumb things. Welcome to the welcome to the club. Exactly. So I think this is the this is the point where I kind of want to like just talk about you as your personality. Sure. Because I've seen you. I've brought in a couple of my clients to work with, and um, you have. There's some traits that you have that um, that I really want to talk about. I don't know where he's going with this. But. I, I, I see you on Facebook. Um, curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. You're a big fan of it. I've never I, watched it. Yeah. But I've been hearing more and more you, things about it. You should watch it. I think. Um, I think. I, I think my my style or my my patient interaction style is really. Um, I really try to get. Oh, I try to tap into what you have like a sarcastic patients. and then like yes a, like up and down sense of humor like yes, I get, you could be in the middle of explaining a certain movement to me and I'm like oh that's very interesting but then you can make a joke yeah like I, a second <laughs> later I'm like oh that well, caught was, me off guard was but that, that was funny so yeah <laughs> yeah I've, I've been, I'm working on modulating my voice enough so that um th- that segue is a little bit more apparent but yes my humor is very uh sarcastic okay um it, it, and I think it stemmed from, you know, as a when I was a student, mm-hmm. I think one of the one of the ways I diffused a lot of my insecurities working with, um, you know, total strangers, and you know, uh, and being the only person that that didn't look like that was the minority and that didn't look like anybody else there. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to school in New England, where I was the only. Yeah, I was the only black. I was the only black. I was the only person of color, but I was the only black male in the class. Okay. Of, we started out with a hundred and twenty or hundred and thirty, and we ended up. We graduated about fifty or fifty-four. That sounds like boot camp. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but exactly you, like boot camp. But that's that's been my life. I mean, all my life. I mean, moving here. I I moved here from a different country altogether. I grew up in upstate New York. Where I mean, okay. um, and most most people didn't look like me, but I also um, got so the opportunity to. You live. were born in New York? Nope, I wasn't born. I was born in Tanzania. You were born in Tanzania, then you moved born, to New then York. Then I moved to upstate New York. Yep, central New York, Ithaca, New York. Okay. And uh, that's where I mean, that's where I learned how to be. Um, Some street smarts. Yeah, but also <laughs> how, to, how to be, but also how to be be empathetic. Okay. And how to kind of feel people out for um, differences in personality and see, yeah. you know. But then I also, that's also where I learned that um, sometimes you just have to do it your way and it, you don't have to feel everybody out. If you right. just do it your way, you know, it's up to them to, to, to feel Because, you know, like, like uh, one of my favorite artists is Jadena and one of his songs is that. Um, yeah. what, what genre is that? It's um, like. Hip hop soul kind of hip-hop soul. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, one of his songs, like, is, um, is uh, one of the lyrics is like some, you know, people are gonna feel some kind of way about you. Okay. You know? So it doesn't matter, you know, whether you know, you have, you got the best tie on or the the sharpest glasses or the, you know or the fly shoes. Some but some people are gonna feel some way about you. Right. Regardless of what all. Of, so you can't really hope that 
you you can't be everything to everyone. Exactly. And so I think that's kind of where my my personality comes from. It is very my humor is very sarcastic. It's very. Uh, but I also try to I try to time it so that I'm not always. <laughs> I'm not always cracking jokes the whole time, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I can see it. Like in your head, you have like a timer. Like, joke, joke. Yeah, coming in almost. Five, yeah. Four, three, yeah. two, go. It's, <laughs> it's very, it's very. Um, it's sometimes it, it can be off-putting for a lot of my a lot of my patients because I'm not really anticipating that. Yeah. Right? So because so at then, first you come off very professional. I mean, which you should be, but then I it's try like, to be. A <laughs> but there's always that balance, and I always find that yeah. interesting. And I love talking to other uh, coaches yeah. or people who teach things because you need it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like in movies. Yeah. Like I think of like, um, have you ever seen? Did you see the Batman vs Superman? Yeah, I did. Yep. You know how it was like so serious the yeah. entire movie? It kind of threw me off. Like I needed some like comedic there's, humor somewhere yeah. in there. Well, that's what the biggest critics were. But well, the reason why I like Curb is because Larry David, his humor is, is very, 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 very dry to the point. But also, I mean, they call him the social assassin because he he um, consistently uh, breaks all the rules. And, you know, he will, you know, he'll be in a situation where the normal response is not to say anything and he will say something. You know, along the lines of, um, you know, something like, uh, what's a good example? Oh, um, for example, cutting in line. You know, it's okay. a social, social, social um, uh, moray. But you know, for him, if you know, one of the episodes was like the the guy had already been in line, but he's yeah. going back for seconds. Okay. And so he's trying to cut in front of the line and get what he wanted. Right. And the people in front of the people at the beginning on the top of the the, the line we're trying to kick him out kick him out and have him go all the way back to the beginning right and Larry David steps in and he goes no that's wrong yeah. the man has already had his first if you 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 do not wait in line for seconds <laughs> you don't wait in line for seconds which again I mean it's it's stupid it's funny but it's also like you know, it's social commentary like yeah. that, that happens often most but it doesn't happen to you know, it doesn't. It's not usually that magnified, right? But there's usually like that weird social um, interaction that you tend you tend to get, and that up and down will typically um, be be the case. And so that's usually what I experience. I and that's see. Kind of where my my humor is, and that's kind of how I'm supposed to go. Hey, how are you? I'm looking for Kimmy. That's me. Yeah. Oh, it's you. Yep. Are you I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll get started in just a second. Okay. Right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, you can just have yeah, just have a seat right there. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to say that it reminded me of a story um, that I saw from. Uh, have you heard of Simon Sinek? Yes. Yes. Uh, I I heard in one of his TED talks, the um, I guess it's like the cost of opportunity. It's a similar similar story to that. Like after you finish a race, he was talking about he and his friend. There were like free bagels. Yeah. His friend said, "There's a line. I don't want to wait in the line." But Simon said free bagels yeah and then again his friend said there's a line i don't want to wait and make excuses so simon just cut the entire line even though like he didn't he didn't get his first yet but he just grabbed in the box grabbed two bagels walked out he didn't get his pick of the choice but he got it and no one in line said anything because you i think he's talking about you're allowed to get what you want but with the with the consequence of you might not, you get, not get your choices. choices. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very similar. It's right along those lines. But I think for me, that's kind of um, what's interesting about 
my practice style too is that I try to make it a little bit more um, less less sanitized and you know try try to be a human being. And I think I learned that from uh, one of my first clinical instructors was just you know treat your patients like you know if it was your brother, your cousin, your sister, your mom, your grandparent, whoever, whoever depending on relevance but just treat them like like your like your friend or your family or your right. friend um and um and i think that's you know what i try to do i hope my my, my friends my friends tolerate most of my jokes <laughs> they, they put up they put up with me quite a bit so um but I, I feel really fortunate though that i've had um the opportunity to to kind of experience both sides right so gotcha. you know super 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 clinical setting and then you know now which is a little bit more laid back still a clinical setting but we try to incorporate so many different um incorporate your personality uh, aspects, you yeah. being genuine genuine he's yeah. a yeah and and it doesn't hurt to own your own business too because then you can really you have your control you know you can be what you want to you know you can do it the way you want to do it but also i think it allows me to to provide you know the kind of care that i feel all my patients deserve which is my time my undivided attention right as opposed to it being you know divided by three or four other patients and, you know, and trying to figure that out and work through that and also yeah. being able to provide, you know, 10, 15 minutes of my time where now I can spend as much time as I need to with each patient. So that's definitely allowed me to be a little bit more of myself. Yeah. You don't have the construct of having yeah. a corporation. Yeah. It allows me to, to, but also allows me for projects like this. I can yeah. really kind of put myself out there and be in, in, in a situation where someone else can ask me questions about stuff. So it's, it's, like, a re, it's like a reverse PT visit. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's almost like, a, what's it called? Uh, what am I thinking about? Like a psychiatry? Not a psychiatrist. Like physical, not physical. What am I thinking about? I don't know. Um, when you talk to a shrink, that's all I can think about. Yeah, consultation. Consultation. <laughs> I know, I feel like as a trainer or as a therapist, like sometimes we need to like, I don't know. De- yeah, decompress. I agree. And, yeah, and and I think that's Let's part talk about of the fun stuff that we do yeah. or the dumb stuff we do. I think that's part of the, the the allure for me of of being in this space now is I get to work with trainers and I get to work with coaches and and of so many different backgrounds. I work with you know gymnastics, CrossFit, tennis, you know, jujitsu, MMA. You name it, and you, you know, bunch of people. you know, and you know, ollie lifts, whatever, you know. But you get to interact and meet so many different people who different who bring so many different uh, things to the table. Things to the table, so, new concepts are always, like yeah. you said, always learning. Take yeah. it back to the beginning, and that's it. And that's the key is that always, always be, always be willing to learn something. Yeah. And I feel like all these visits, you coming here, I mean, you. I feel like again, I learn more <laughs> hanging out with you than than. And I hope what you take away from me, because I, I feel like it's just something that I do because I enjoy it. Because I think it's it's important that other people learn that it doesn't have to be um, it doesn't have to be so cut and dry and so sanitary. It can be right a little bit more um, can be more, much more fun and much more interactive than than a lot of us um, really think, think about. Because I I think when I first started getting into like physical therapy, like wanting to get more involved in it. I went to like, um, uh, I think around here was ATI. Mm-hmm. But then when I went there, they were they had, I had the same impression or the, the same impression they gave you. Like you have to pay to do this or to check out this, yeah. or you have to actually do it yourself. And I'm like, 
I don't necessarily need it at the moment, but I don't yeah. want to be at the point where I actually need it and yeah. have to go through it. Well, that's a kind of a, that's been our biggest mission here is to really kind of um, work with the current clients that we work with and patients that we work with and really drive that that home, that, that being more proactive about things rather than reactive about conditions is, right. is a better bet and also ensures that you spend a lot less time hanging out with people like me um, <laughs> and you get to enjoy doing what you want to do. So um, I think that's that's been one of the one of the biggest um, um, gifts for me and that was an, un, it was an unanticipated um, uh, reward for me, but seeing the seeing that we can create uh, an opportunity for people to get better and, and be more educated about performance and fitness and health and overall well-being has been a really big, big, big transformational thing for my business, but I think it wouldn't have been anywhere near as robust as if, if I hadn't had the opportunity to connect with people like yourself and, and all the other various coaches and trainers. So again, I feel like I'm receiving more <laughs> more out of this than you guys but you know what it's all perspective i so. try to provide my content too <laughs> right, right, right. so and i really appreciate your time man uh yeah so let's wrap it up uh let them know if we're uh, to find you like sure a website, yeah. Your uh, IG you handle. Can, yeah you can you can find us uh online so i've got a website uh, www.kimbiaphysio k-i-m-b-i-a p-h-y-s-i-o.com or on uh, Instagram, hashtag, uh, or at KimbiaPhysio, K-I-M-B-I-A-P-H-Y-S-I-O. Cool, cool. We'll definitely, I will definitely have you on again. I'm looking to, forward I know, to it. I, what I forgot was I want to talk about Physio. I never I never knew the, the meaning behind that either. We'll, we'll save that for next time. Now we, now we have an opportunity for another episode. Catch up part two. Yeah. Episode whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll go for that. Uh, thanks again. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Next time. Yep.